Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 160 of the Masterclass Podcast. My name is Cam Brennan, and I am joined, of course, by Dave Hogue. What's up, man? You know, we um, took our dogs to a trainer, and it made all the difference in the world. They actually have these little beds that they sit on and don't get off of them until they're told to. Seriously? They don't jump and freak out when people come to the house. Yes, they, it is like night and day difference. How? How? Well, I mean, this she really is like the dog whisperer. I mean, she does the dominance thing and puts them in their place. And so she spends two weeks with them. And then you, when you pick them up, you basically have to spend an afternoon with her. And she trains you. So what you're saying is what it takes a dog two weeks to learn. It takes you, a human, one afternoon to learn. That's got to make you feel yeah. good. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's kind of been an interesting, um, one of the things that this corona quarantine for us was we had our dogs trained. And it was a good thing. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it, the opposite didn't happen, right? You show up and... <laughs> yes. The dogs are just humping everything. <laughs> so does that, oh, does that mean that when I come to visit, Hamilton will not pee all over the floor when he sees me? That, that, yes, that's what it should mean. <laughs> that would be the first time in the history of my interaction with that dog that he doesn't I don't pee. know. He may just, just pee right there on the bed. <laughs> he just... Couldn't handle my uh, pure masculinity, Dave. Your machismo. Yeah, man. My uh, my manly musk was just too much for him to handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, this is the show about <laughs> Jesus and the Bible. and Well, actually, right now, the book of James. But we are... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just happy to be talking to a human that I don't live with. Ah, uh, that's true. Which is nice. Although, obviously, me and you are used to talking via FaceTime mm-hmm. ever since I moved. Um, but it is still nice to have a conversation with a human that isn't like, so how's quarantine life treating you? <laughs> I don't know, but like people have forgotten like how to talk, which is interesting to me, but I suppose it's replacing the other small talk we have. So we can be like, so how about them Cubs? <laughs> I guess there's no, there's no sports, Dave. There's no sports. It's tragic. Anyways, see, now I'm doing the very thing that I was whining about. <laughs> was not knowing how to talk about life because of the, the quarantine. So um, mm-hmm. let's just skip all that nonsense. And uh, do you want to... jump into oh you know what so real quick i'm gonna tie a few loose ends in my head so let me be selfish for a second we started doing a bible study for church um on sunday morning usually we meet at night but obviously we're not meeting in person so sunday mornings um we started doing a a bible study this past week and we're starting the book of john and the, the beginning of john is you know in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and not anything that was made or all things that were made were made through him or some super weird, funky English way of saying that. But essentially, Jesus is the word, the action, 
the uh, the meaning, the intent, the 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 physical manifestation of God's creative desires, right? Because God spoke all things into an existence, is what Genesis tells us, right? God spoke and the earth was made. God spoke and the stars were made. God spoke and animals were made, right? God breathed life into man, and so by making Jesus the very Word of God in the flesh, taking on that that creative, that powerful, that um, that spark of life in in the flesh, he is like the physical manifestation of God's will and desire and action. And that, to me, was like super coinciding with what we talked about last week about the tongue, right? And how mm-hmm. how strong you know how words have meaning, and how how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Well, like how 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 huge a universe is completely and ultimately changed by such a person as Jesus, right? The word of God, this word that came in and totally fundamentally shifted everything. And it was Mm -hmm. a word, right? Spoken by God into existence. And I just, the the correlations there, because that conversation was still fresh in my mind from when we recorded last time uh, to when we started studying John on Sunday, I thought uh, it was just, to me, it was a really interesting connection that I hadn't made before. Much like, when you were speaking last episode and you correlated this, this passage, you know, the first part of the chapter three to God's word um, and how that totally was a revelation to me. And I had never considered the passage from God's perspective before. I was always considered it from a human perspective and what we say and how we can beat each other up or tear each other down or build each other up or, or whatever. Um, so it was just another connection along with the one that you had started in my brain earlier that week just thought I would share that because it was, I had never thought of those two things in that sort of lockstep before. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Indeed. So all of that to say, we're going to continue on in James chapter three. We're going to finish out chapter three today, which is exciting. That leaves us with two chapters before we get to the end. And then uh, are faced with yet another decision. Where do we go next? So that might yeah. be interesting. If uh, you would like us to go to a certain uh, book or passage, why not recommend one? That'd be kind of fun. Yes, that would be great. We or, or, you know, if you want us to like, I don't know, have a very uneducated conversation about Russian ballet. Like you could suggest that too. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but you know, it would be. The only thing I know about Russian ballet is the movie White Knights that had Gregory Hines and Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> and I'm, I, I guarantee you probably don't even know. <laughs> is that, is that Knights with a K or without a K? I, I want to say for some, I, I don't know. I guess I don't even know that. I'm going to put it in parentheses. I don't even know if it's. Yeah, I, I was 0 for 3 on that one. Movie name and the two actors. No idea. Never heard of him. <laughs> Mikhail Brishnikov was actually a Russian ballet dancer. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I don't know. Are, are male dancers? I don't even know what they're called. Ballerino? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so 1985 film, White Knights. It's N-I-G-H-T-S. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. 
in case you want a, a mid eighties. Yeah. A mid eighties, a Russian ballet movie. <laughs> yes. He, and he, uh, defects to America. So this is in the height of the Cold War. I was going to say, geez, holy uh, topical movie there. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Well. So, and I feel like there's like a famous song from that, but I, I'm not going to, I don't know. All right. Tangent rabbit hole. Squirrel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, on that perfect segue, why don't we dive into our verses for tonight and then we will discuss we'll go through 13 to 18 james 3 who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct let him show his works and the meekness of wisdom but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast and be false to the truth this is not the wisdom that comes down from above but is earthly unspiritual demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist there will be disorder in every vile practice but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace i kind of just want to jump to verse 16 to start because okay it's it, it just seems so obvious to me, right? Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Mm-hmm. It just, it seems like such a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Where people are focused on themselves and what they can accomplish and at the same time jealous of what other people have so that their selfish ambition can drive them to take what other people have or get better, like... It's just like, oh, this explains so much about the world. So much mm-hmm. about all of the nonsense and silliness that goes on in the world. You know, be it middle school or be it corporate America or politics or oh, your church. Like, it it just makes it, it, it makes so much sense as to why there's so much drama and garbage going on. Like, people just are jealous, jealous and selfish. Mm-hmm. And that leads to disorder and every vile practice. And I just, <laughs> James is so good, much like Paul of saying so much in such a quick, short little sentence and summing up such a big idea. It just, it really stuck out to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm listening to Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game. And obviously much to do with corporate America. And this is a central theme to that book. Really? Of uh, Well, because the idea is kind of a, um, you're either playing an infinite game or you're playing a finite game. And generally the purpose of a finite game is to win. And generally in a finite game where you win, it's selfish ambition. It's, you know, not only do I want to win, but I want to be the quarterback and I want to be the MVP. And, uh, you know, the infinite game, which uh, I, the, the other thing I'm, I'm always taking when I hear these like uh, management books and leadership books and 
those kinds of things. I'm always like, these are totally biblical principles. These are totally things that Jesus uh, talks about that, you know, they don't, they're, they're not quoting scripture when they do it. But when you talk about the principles, it's truly a, um, you know, life is an infinite game. It's not a finite game. It's not a he who has the most toys wins or dies with the most toys wins kind of a thing. It, it really is about eternity. And um, obviously in, in business world, the idea is to be more about uh, your people. Uh, he uses the phrase having a just cause uh, for why you do what you do. Anyway, that, that verse stood out to me as well. And I even kind of asked myself how often uh, my stress, my frustration is because of selfish ambition. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm upset because of what's happened to me or how I'm affected by something versus really kind of looking at the bigger picture and how it impacts other people. And so, yeah, that, that verse stood out to me as well. Yeah, I, I do want to. I want to circle back to your uh, biblical principles showing up in all of these leadership books. You know, there I was taking a LinkedIn learning course for work to get LinkedIn certified as a Agile Scrum master, which just makes me want to throw up <laughs> saying it out loud. And this really intelligent, really like she had this like the softest, most like gentle reaffirming like she should have a podcast i know she's she's like a professional scrum master like you know business lady so she makes a lot more money doing that but like her voice was like oh could you just like narrate everything from like after dinner in my life until i fall asleep because i feel like you're just going to usher me into the most peaceful sleep ever uh that wasn't why i was bringing this up the point was they were talking about types of leadership (laughs) types of leadership and i i i will not forget the slide pops up and it says servant leadership and i'm like oh this should be interesting and she's like there lately in the past few years there's been this new style of leadership that has really started to to make <laughs> waves in the scrum and it's called servant leadership and i wanted to like reach through the screen and shake this woman to be like in the last few years, this new style of like, what rock have you been living under? I wanted to like grab the Bible and be like, it's all right in here. Its name is Jesus. And he does it perfectly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like, ah, how can you, how, how, how is this? And and of course it's new, which means it's better, right? It's better because it's new. And it's like, oh, it's all the rage right now. And I wanted to be like, oh, all things shall be new again. Right? Like, Bell bottoms will come back and those will be new again too. But <laughs> yeah, when when I heard that, I was just like, you know what? And this reaffirms all the reasons why I didn't want to take this course and why I feel yeah silly for even doing it. I was like, because it is nonsense. So, anyways, you heard it here first, guys. Serve well, it's, it's, it's all the rage. It's not nonsense. New fat. Yeah, it's not nonsense because it is true. I mean, to your point, you know, servant leadership is what it is, but it's nonsense that they think that it's new and, you know, there's some some kind of revelation involved. Some startup discovered it. So let's circle back to uh, the beginning of the passage, verse 13, where it says, who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct, let him show his works 
and the meekness of wisdom. And I think it's interesting that James is referencing the section that we talked about two episodes ago, episode 158, uh, Faith and Works, by his good conduct, let him show his works, in the meekness of wisdom, which is, again, a, a biblical principle, this idea of meekness, this pursuit of wisdom in meekness, mm-hmm. the humility that is part of servant leadership, right? But is also countercultural in the sense that Jesus says, the meek shall inherit the earth. And usually we think of the people that are going to inherit the earth as, as the powerful, the mighty, those that achieve and overcome and conquer. And I, I think it is interesting that after talking about how strong the tongue is and how such a small spark can start such a great fire and all of the, you know, the power behind words and speaking that the wise person is someone who is weak, still gets stuff done. Or, or I said weak, but is meek. That was a bit of a Freudian slip, I think, right? <laughs> is meekness. And meekness is not having the last word. It's not being louder. It's not arguing people into a corner, right? So show meekness in good conduct by accomplishing good works. And that's a sign of wisdom, which I think is really... I think for me, a good reminder, because a lot of the the things that I've been taught and or have been struggling with, like personally about like what is success and, you know, even like for this podcast, we've been doing this for five years, mm-hmm. you know, and if we were in this to be rich, we would have stopped probably four <laughs> years ago, right? Sure. But... I think there is something to be said for keeping your head down, doing the work, and just kind of not making a big deal about it. Just doing what you're supposed to do because you're supposed to do it in the sense that it's not out of selfish ambition. It's not out of jealousy. It's not out of hubris. It's not out of self-promotion. That's one of the reasons why we don't run ads on this show. Mm-hmm. And never will. It's one of the reasons we don't market the show. It's one of the reasons we don't, you know, call up influencers and tell them to review the podcast. Like, <laughs> I don't have time for that stuff. And I, I just think there's inherent wisdom in being content with what, with where you're at right? Doing, doing mm-hmm. the work, doing the work, right? Whether that's your day job, taking care of your family, you know, uh, maintaining a strong relationship with friends, family, God, like doing the necessary things that you're required to do as a human, right? To contribute to society and have a, a fulfilling existence, but not making a show of it. And I think with you know, Instagram stories and Facebook stories and YouTube channels and IGT and TikTok and Snapchat. And we make our lives a show for everybody else, you know? And I'm guilty. I I was drinking that Kool-Aid for a long time. I had a vlog, right? I was writing articles on how businesses could leverage Instagram for local, you know, and like all that crap. And now I'm just kind of like, Maybe it's just better, and maybe this is, you know, I'm speaking just about myself, of, like, 
just focusing on what really matters Mm -hmm. and not having to tell the whole world about it and just letting my focus be on the process of getting to understand myself more, getting to understand God more, letting the Holy Spirit do his job of, of, of merging those things. So it's not just head knowledge, but it's actual change in my life. And I don't have to document that. I don't have to hashtag blessed and show some, some thing. Like I can just, <laughs> I can just let the process happen. And then if God presents an opportunity where I, that, that process can help somebody else. Sure. Take advantage of it. But like, I don't know how I want that. That was not where I intended to go when I opened my mouth a few minutes ago, but just, (laughs) I just think there's something about let your good works be done with meekness and let that be a sign of wisdom. I just, I don't know. It's really resonating. Mm -hmm. A couple of different thoughts as, as we've been in this of, um, yeah, there's, you know, people are going to, there's that element of you do what you were supposed to do, uh, you know, in, 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 in kind of that um, obedience to God, not that we're perfect, not that we'd always get it right, but that we just are kind of steady in terms of pursuing him and the day in and the day out versus, uh, like you said, there just seems to be this. Um, anytime I'm on social media, I, I really do just have this like, uh, like external voice that I just feel like people are screaming, look at me, pay attention to me. And, um, it's, it's just unfortunate that, that that has really been, I, I it's just unfortunate, I guess is, 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 is all I'm saying because, um, there's just something that comes with age and time and the wisdom of, of living a good life. And right now on many ways, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't even want to say this cause I just don't even feel like it's, it's, there is no reward. Well, I shouldn't say there's no reward. We should live with an eternal perspective and the reward being in that place We've got an issue that we're dealing with on work at work that has completely blown up on social media. And I am amazed at how quickly uh, people are willing to accept one side of a story um, without knowing all the facts. So in the comments, uh, people, what they say in support of the other people I don't even feel like it's truly in support of the other people. I think it's like them trying to draw attention to themselves and either make a really great point or, but anyway, uh, and then it just, the other thing it really has demonstrated to me is just how quickly uh, the facts get skewed. And, you know, this thing literally has thousands of comments on it. And it's like, people don't even read the original post anymore. They don't read. It's a game of telephone. Yeah. And so it gets so skewed. And anyway, 
in this day and age, it just does, it does feel like uh, we have lost. Um, meekness is the word that keeps coming back to my head. What does meekness mean? And, and seeking wisdom in meekness and trying to be in that place. I think the what what I'm trying to get at is is that there's a there's a depth to this this verse. There's a depth to being meek in wisdom. There's a depth of just understanding. There's a depth of wisdom. There's a depth of of just truly knowing something. And I just the effort to to get to that place just seems like it just doesn't really exist much anymore. But Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have said that throughout history and at different times. So <laughs> we're probably not all that unique. Yeah. All right. So that, I mean, the next few verses follow along there uh, about, you know, if you have bitter, I'll just read them. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual and demonic. Uh, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. So then the final two verses, it says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. When I read verse 17, all I can think about is, yeah, I I want some of that. Like, I want a lot of that. Mm Mm-hmm. That wisdom that's pure and peaceable and gentle and open to reason and full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Like, that sounds really good to me. I would, you know, where can I buy that? Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I'm going to try and focus on in the coming days and weeks is what am I feeling? And are my, or what am I thinking, right? Are, are my feelings and thoughts pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason is a big one, right? And then full of Mm, mercy. Yeah. Like impartial. We've talked about partiality earlier in this book. Yes. Am I being sincere? Are the fruits of my thoughts and actions and feelings bearing fruit? Essentially, it comes down to, am I about myself Mm -hmm. or am I about God? And I realize that that is a momentary decision to make, right? Like, I can't mm-hmm. just say, today I'm about God. Because <laughs> yes. in, about, in about two minutes, I'm going to have a choice to make. Am I going to be about myself in this situation and making myself mm-hmm. look good or defending myself or having the last word or what, whatever? Or in this moment am I going to be about God and let whatever happens to me happen to me? Even though like, you know, the whole reason we call the show, the masterclass is because of Dallas Willard and he, that, that famous line he has about practicing, not having the last word in his Mm. philosophy class where he could have crushed this poor child. (laughs) And he just said, okay, class, that's a good place to end class today. And just let the class go after this kid had, you know, put the philosophy professor in his place. And, if he can do that as a professor at a school like USC where he's known as a, you know, an evangelical Christian and just let that go. Sure. Surely I can do that in a situation where I'm not the big shot, where I'm not well known, where it, 
may not come back on my job. Like, like all those things, right? Like, and that's, and that's just, that's just another human, right? That's not even the example that Jesus shows us in his humility and his meekness. Mm -hmm. dude, the dude got murdered and let it happen <laughs> while he was being mocked. And it's, yeah. So I, I guess, I guess for me, the, the things that, that will be going on in my brain is, is am I adding to the vile practices by jumping in on the jealousy and selfish ambition party where there's a lot of people, there's loud music. It sure looks like fun, right? Or am I learning to let that stuff go and focus on what I say I believe and, and focus on what the Bible tells me is right, and, and that is, am I going to be about God? Am I going to be about wisdom? Am I going to be about that infinite game that you mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. Am I going to forego the, the momentary crap for the long-term benefits of godliness Christ-likeness and righteousness, right? And I don't know. The older I get, Dave, the more appealing <laughs> the more appealing that is to me. You know, it's yeah. like I just I have I have enough life behind me. I'm not I'm certainly not old. I'm 33. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm at a point where I feel like I have enough behind me with enough data points to go, oh, you know what? This whole circus really isn't worth it. Right. All of the, like the self-promotion and the, you know, the, how do I say this correctly? Um, we're on a Christian podcast. Uh, what two dudes might do to compare to see who's more manly. Mm -hmm. Zip. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you, okay. I just wasn't sure if you were tracking with what I was trying to say. <laughs> But like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And there's, there's no, you know, and while this may be an infinite game, I only have a finite amount of time left on the earth. Right. And oh, I would yeah. like, I would like to not waste it on yes. crap like that. Yes. I would agree with that as well. And so when I'm editing this in a couple of days, hopefully what's going to happen is I'm going to hear myself saying this, and I'm going to go, oh my gosh, it's only been five days, and you already forgot this. So, <laughs> yeah. I might give myself permission to smack myself in the future if that's the case. Yes. Anyways, I know this show isn't about me. It's about the Bible, but that's what's bouncing around in my head right now. Yes. Any, uh, any closing thoughts, Dave? Uh, you know, the, the only thing that's kind of coming to my brain right now is, you know, going back to the talking about having the last word. I don't think there's anything wrong with n not necessarily having the last word per se, but I don't think there's anything wrong with continuing to put information out there if you're trying to be understood so, you know, we're having a conversation and you make a point and I don't necessarily agree with your point. And my motivation in, in putting more information out there 
and responding to you is because I want you to understand me and I want to understand you. If my motivation is to win, kind of going back to that finite game of if my motivation in making my last point is, you know, kind of a mic drop or, you know, this idea of I've, you know, boom, I've, you know, I've shut you down, then yeah, that's probably not the best motivation. But if your motivation is truly a, uh, you're not understanding me, you're not hearing me, I don't think there's anything wrong. In fact, I would say it's probably the opposite. It's keep going, keep pressing on, keep bringing meaning to the conversation so that you understand the other person, the other person understands you, uh, and not so much about, um, again, winning. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. It made sense in my head. Well, yeah, because at that point, you're trying to have a discussion a discourse, mm-hmm. right? A back and yep. forth. You're not, you're not focused on a debate and winning. And, yep. th- and that's why, not that I'll ever get invited to be in a debate, but like I would never do one because the, prem- the whole premise is broken. Yeah, because I think that was one of Dallas Willard's things was I think he would, he, back to him, he was like, I, you know, there was like a professor that always wanted to debate him or I don't even know if the guy was a professor, but somebody that always wanted to debate him, he's like, I won't debate you. I'll have a conversation with you, but I'm not going to debate you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, we don't accomplish anything by trying to win an argument. So. Yeah. And and even the premise, the premise makes it antagonistic and that's, that never solves the problem. What do we gain in that? Nothing. No, I don't know. Intelligence bucks that you can spend at the encyclopedia. Pedia Britannicas. Oh, I can't even. I can't even talk. That's the end of the show, folks. That's it. We just, whoo, crashed and burned. But hey, this has been episode one hundred and sixty of the Masterclass. Uh, Dave, it was a pleasure. Yes, enjoyed being here. And uh, thank you so much for your time and your attention. Really, really, genuinely do uh, appreciate the fact that people out there uh, listen to the show and seem to enjoy it. So if you want to get in touch with us, that'd be great. There's links in the show notes, which are in your podcast app of choice, also available at supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 160. And uh, I will be back next time. See you then. Bye. Bye.